This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. More now on a story uh, we brought you yesterday. And for the second time in three years, the RCMP uh, settled a class action lawsuit dealing with sexual harassment to once again the dollar figure around $100 million. Lead counsel for the plaintiffs in this case, Angela Besflug, was on the show with us yesterday afternoon and talked about uh, the complainants, the women in this particular case, and how brave uh, they were in coming forward. Historically, the RCMP was a workplace rife with gender-based harassment. It definitely is a changing organization now, uh, but I think for years, women had to endure unacceptable behavior, whether it was sexual comments or sexual touching. The latest settlement uh, covers 41,000 women who were civilian employees uh, with the force, similar to the $100 million settlement reached back in 2016 with female officers. And uh, we'll still have to wait and see how many people come forward and make claims under that. Uh, It still needs uh, official approval as well. Uh, But we will uh, follow up on that uh, coming up uh, in the future uh, weeks and months. Let's now, though, uh, check in with former RCMP spokesperson Catherine Galliford. Catherine Galliford the lawsuit uh, claiming that multiple members of the force sexually harassed, assaulted, and intimidated her on several occasions. And she joins us now on the line. Uh, Catherine Galliford, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. What was your first reaction when you heard that another uh, case, uh, the civil case, had been settled uh, with the $100 million uh, figure? I was quite uh, shocked to hear that there was a second uh, class action with regard to the women um, because they thought the initial class action encompassed, encompassed all of the female employees of the RCMP, um, regardless of whatever job there was. Um, so I was somewhat surprised to hear that there was a second class action, but I'm also happy to hear that those cases have also been recognized. When you were experiencing the harassment and the assault, were you aware that civilian members, civilian female members of the force were also experiencing that? Oh, absolutely. That was uh, very common. Um, but I do know in the first class action, they did recognize um, civilian members with that, the rank, the title of civilian members. Now, having said that, there were many women who were working in the RCMP offices and buildings and different units um, on different contracts and as volunteers. So they weren't actually given the rank of civilian member, that's an actual rank in the RCMP, but they were civilians who were working for the RCMP. All right. Uh, do you do you think that, or do you agree with the statement? And when we were chatting with Angela Besflug yesterday, she said she does believe that the culture is changing and that things are getting better at the RCMP. I know that you're now out of the force, but do you see that or do you hear that? Well, I, I still talk to a lot of people who have been working within the force for many, many um decades now, and a lot of people who are just starting up their careers with the RCMP. And I guess it depends on who you talk to and where those people are. I've um, very briefly at one point spoken with Commissioner Lucky, and she has very high hopes for what she feels she can do to make positive changes within the RCMP. I've spoken to many young, up-and-coming young members 
who um, feel very positive about their futures in the RCMP. And of course, I've spoken with many members who have 15 to 25, 30 years of service, and they are telling me that nothing has changed. So I think it depends on your experiences that you have within the RCMP, what you are seeing change, and what can be done better. Uh, do you think there's a change in being able to, to report it in that when, when this was happening to you from everything that I've read and seen, it seems like if you reported it, it made things worse. Uh, do you think that there is a shift now that reporting it actually leads to some kind of action? No, I'm only saying that because I have spoken with many people who are still terrified of going forward um, with regard to their complaints of harassment and what their shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD. Choosing to do is not say anything to anybody or they are finding their own legal counsel who will help them. Hmm. Which, which is, I suppose, what we'll be looking at now, because in this latest case that was settled, there, there's now that opportunity for people to come forward, for women to come forward. But if there's still that fear, uh, then what's the point, really, in, in doing this if, if women are still afraid to come forward? There, there still is that fear, which is unfortunate. And what I've said in the past is that the one piece of the puzzle that's missing is accountability for the offenders. And until the victims and potential victims and witnesses to harassment start seeing the offender being held accountable, um, nothing will change. Uh, and, and we touched on that with the lawyer yesterday uh, with Angela Besflug, and she, she said the door is still open or the possibility is still there of, of criminal action and that this was a civil case, but there is the possibility of criminal action. Uh, do you think that, that this could help if somebody wanted to bring that forward? Oh, absolutely, 100%. That's one of the things, that's one of the pieces of the puzzle that has been missing in the past. Um, We aren't seeing criminal charges being laid where criminal charges should be laid. We would normally charge members of the general public for some of the things that happened to me and some of the things that have happened to some of my colleagues and friends. But that's part of what's missing is the criminal code charges are not being laid. And why is that, do you think? Um, Because RCMP wants to keep it in-house. They don't want their dirty laundry aired in public. Uh, Traditionally, that has been part of the problem with the RCMP. They try too hard to keep everything in-house. They want the public perception of the RCMP to be the pristine Royal Canadian Mounted Police. But now what's happening is that people are becoming more and more knowledgeable of their own rights and they're taking their best interests out of the RCMP and going to lawyers and they want to see criminal code charges laid because of what's happened to them. 
And, and you make an, an interesting point in that what was missing even yesterday while we were talking about this settlement was the perpetrators. And there was no mention of what has happened. Has there been discipline? Have there been dismissals? How has the RCMP dealt with this? Are, are you able to even, uh, judge, based on your case, put a number out there? Because one of the, the big questions, too, is how many perpetrators are we talking about? Is it Was it a few men doing this? Was it widespread throughout the force? So do we even have an idea on the number? No, and that's unfortunate because we don't. Um, because the perpetrators are generally transferred, or if they do have enough uh, time in to retire with full pension, they're gently asked to retire. Um, so, no, I don't think we have any idea of how many perpetrators are within the RCMP. And my concern is when one perpetrator gets away with one offense, how many more is that same individual, that perpetrator, going to get away with? Because is that person going to become a habitual perpetrator? Uh, there was a, a case just recently as well, and keeping in mind that this settlement goes back to, I think, was it 2006 or 2008? And with the talk of people uh, hoping that there has been a change in culture or, or, or even some saying that there has been, uh, there was a case in 2017 of an officer in West Kelowna who was questioning a 17-year-old girl who was in care who said that she had been sexually assaulted. And uh, I don't know if you saw that case, but it, it made news because the, the video was released the questions were absolutely horrific, what he was asking her about whether she enjoyed it or her sexual history. Uh, it was something that horrified so many people. That's happening in 2017. And, and the RCMP didn't even come out and say that that was wrong. They said they couldn't talk about it for privacy, uh, but didn't come out saying absolutely this was the wrong thing to do. If they can't even come out and say that was wrong, uh, what kind of faith do we have that they are going to, to change the culture and are, are going to come out and say it's wrong for our members to do this? Well, I personally don't have a lot of faith that they are going to change enough to start um, holding people accountable and being transparent. And they should have some, had someone who was willing to stand up to say the way that member uh, questioned that sexual assault victim was wrong. And here is what we're going to do now to um, reprimand that member. But this is the accountability factor that I've been talking about so often. It's missing. And that is the key component within the RCMP that's missing is holding these people accountable publicly for what they've done. And while we wait for that to happen, and hopefully it does happen, the money that has been announced in this latest settlement, the $100 million, um, women can, can apply to be compensated. Is there a, does compensation help? Is there, is there an amount of money that actually does help in a situation like this? No. Everyone I've talked to... Um, this has never been about the money. What this is about is having some kind of validation that if you ask any single one of those victims who are part of these two class action settlements, I have no doubt in my mind that they would tell you they want their day in court. They don't care about the money. They want their day in court. And I've heard many people call the money that is going toward the class action uh, victims, they're calling it hush money because the RCMP does not want the public to hear he had to injure. 
All right. We will leave it there. We're out of time. Uh, Catherine Gallifer, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. Take care. All right. Catherine Gallifer is former RCMP spokesperson. Uh, She was also uh, one of the leads in the previous uh, settlement uh, back in 2016.